everybody and welcome to the show we have such an amazing guest backstage today that is going to get you going with romance suspense and so much more she is really a powerhouse in regards to revolutionizing the way that we read between the pages okay she's an amazon best-selling author her name is the amazing khadija powell and we are going to have her on today as our special guest because if you want to know what's going on in Joplin, you have to speak to her and you know what time it is. It's not time for Netflix and chill. It's time for the Tina Ramsey Show and podcast where we bring you all of the best of the best in all the industries because we want to motivate you and share knowledge, have an upbuilding conversation centered around business, wellness, life. So go ahead, get your family, sit on down. We're about to have us a good time. We'll see you in a moment. Welcome to the Tina Ramsey Show and Podcast, a show to motivate you and introduce you to celebrities, authors, singers, coaches, and standout entrepreneurs that are making a positive impact in the world. Men and women coming together to share knowledge, having upbuilding conversations centered around business, wellness, and life. We connect you with some amazing people and opportunities. It's your time to shine and we help you do that. We love sharing your stories of success and spotlighting you, the entrepreneur. We love to laugh. We love to smile. We love to celebrate you and we love having fun. So go grab a seat, get a snack, and don't forget your beverage. It's time for you to come share, shine, and grow. Yes, this time for the Tina Ramsey Show. Let's get started with your host, Coach Tina Ramsey. And just like that, we are back and I come along with a friend. Yes, as I always, as I already mentioned, her name is the amazing Khadija Powell. And she is going to tell her story. If you're looking for something to read, to get excited about, to take your imagination to new heights, this is the young lady that you need to talk to. So let's go ahead and bring her to the stage. Hi, are you, Kadisha? I'm doing great. How are you? And thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, it's truly my pleasure. I'm excited that you are here today because yeah. I speak to a lot of authors. However, mm -hmm. I don't speak to a lot of authors that do exactly what you do. So I'm like, ooh, this is intriguing. Okay. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so when I think about you as an author and your journey, someone said, hey, <laughs> welcome to the show. 
right. So when I think about everything that you actually do in regards mm -hmm. to writing, like, did you always know that this is the type of genre you want to write in? How did you get started with writing any type of memoirs? Mm -hmm. Well, no, I didn't know that I wanted to write in. I, I, I've always been a storyteller. Ever since I was little, loved to tell stories, loved movies, see pictures in my head. So I knew I wanted to kind of write. But, you know, for me, the biggest part was I lack accountability. Um, I'm one of these kind of high energy, like, okay, great start and stuff, but don't have the focus. And so about a year ago, about this time a year ago, uh, my first night ever on Clubhouse, uh, I looked and said, so you want to write your book? So I just went into that room and that changed my life, you know, for forever. I, I went in the room, it was hosted by uh, Essence and USA Today bestselling author, Nelena Kai, and she was issuing a challenge to write your memoir or self-help in 30 days. And so it was like, I know, 30 days, right? <laughs> so I was just like, okay, you know what? All right, it sounds great. So after the clubhouse meeting, we went into the Zoom where we could get the details. Mm -hmm. And the beautiful thing, the biggest thing I needed again was accountability. So I was assigned a book coach. Um, I had to check in with her every single day. So I had to give her the word count, let her know, did I handle my business? Do I need prayer or what in between? <laughs> but because I had that accountability, it forced me to kind of, finish the process and finish the project. Plus I had a new group of people going through the same thing, but we kind of had each other and it mm -hmm. helped us motivate to say, okay, you could do it, uh, come make it to the finish line. And that's how I began the memoir uh, because ultimately my heart's passion is screenwriting. I would have liked to get there, but like I said, the memoir just was like, okay, let me write it. I, I've sat down and told my testimony and people have been like, you should write a book. And you know, now it, I did. <laughs> Wow, 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 wow. Okay, so let's take it all the way back because yeah. you you took us on the clubhouse <laughs> journey because you know you went on to clubhouse doing the I call the clubhouse frenzy. Yes. I even went and bought an iPhone just to get on clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> so I understand the momentum of the whole mm -hmm. clubhouse. And then you see this room, you get in this room, and this one time I do a book, yes. and he was like, oh, and get this, 30 days? 30 like, days. Are you serious? And so you 30 days. It, yep. You well, it was, it, was, it was write your first draft. It wasn't 30 days to like write a book, publish, and stuff. It was 30 days to write, get your first draft in, because mm -hmm. what they told us was we can't edit what's not on the paper. And that really stuck with me, you know, because we have stuff in our head, but until it gets on a paper, we, we can't. So that 30 days was that rough, rough. It was a rough, like it was the roughest of the roughest, but I did get it out. <laughs> and my coach helped me with organization. She gave me great tips. Um, she also is a best-selling author, Karen Bradley, uh, Karen D. Bradley. Um, and she's a phenomenal author as well. Great coach. I could, I needed her. She was strict with me, you know, like I need you to do this, this, and this. And I was like, okay, versus some of the other coaches, we probably had similar personalities where we may have not even finished the process because we would have got distracted doing and chat about other things. Yes. <laughs> so I believe again, it was just a huge blessing that at that time, at that moment, that opp opportunity presented itself. And oh. then the interesting thing was we started with like 19. And then it kind of trickled down to nine, but only four of us went to publication. The beautiful thing about the four of us that went to publication, all of us are number one Amazon bestsellers. All four of us. <laughs> yes, congratulations. <laughs> thank congratulations. you, thank you. 
<laughs> yeah. And it wasn't just up there for a day or two. We were up there for a couple of weeks in our respective categories in that number one spot. And we released within a week of, of each other. So that was a beautiful thing of the process to go through that, to have a, a new sisterhood that we all felt and could relate because it was really intense. It was intense. I know I gave, I wanted to give up a couple of times. God bless my husband was like, you ain't giving up, get over there and get in the chair, finish the book. You know, and I appreciate him kind of pushing me because I don't know if I was single, I would have probably just been like, you know what, uh, it's the pandemic. I'm a teacher and this is too much, but he wouldn't, he wouldn't let me make any excuses. And the team didn't let me make any excuses either. So I put my buns in the chair and, and, I, and I wrote. <laughs> All right. Well, we want to give um, some shout outs to the ones that's in the virtual audience. Hello, Stephanie. Yes. Thank you. Facebook user said, that's awesome. I need to finish mine and release it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank congratulations. You. <laughs> Thank and you so much. And said, uh, Khadijah. Congrats on growing up in Joplin. So yes. thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure to like, follow, and share, and hit that notification button. Mm -hmm. Now, let's get back to you, my dear. So yes. we think about growing up yes. in Joplin. This book right here, because I am a visual person, so I like for people to see what I'm talking about. She has yes. her book, Growing Up Joplin. is an emotional journey. Oh, oh, oh it's just so good, okay? <laughs> so... For us that want to have some, just a curl up and watch. This needs to be a movie, by the way. But anyway, that's not the grits. But anyway, um, I absolutely love it because you're telling your story. Yes. And uh, so what what is it about, though? Because I love the intro, like, take me on a journey just from the little smallest snippet. Mm -hmm. So what is it about? Okay, so what I, it's it's a different perspective of the African American experience. Mm -hmm. So I feel that being being one of a few African American families in a predominantly white small Midwestern town is a different perspective than we see. We don't we've never seen it in movies, never really seen it highlighted in books, and never seen it there because again, not to discount the struggle and other things because that is real life to some people. But there is an other side of people where it wasn't traumatic. It wasn't, you know, uh, difficult, like, you know, I, I had every day I'm hustling type situations. There's a, there's a group where, you know, black people, we're not a monolith. And so when you see people like, oh, okay, well, you're came from up, you know, upper middle class or, you know, and again, it wasn't without challenges. Um, and again, I would say one of the difficult things is when you're the only in any setting, you, it, you know, it's very, it's a very lonely place to be. The only in classes. I, I don't know how many times I'd peek in a class and I'm like, oh, just can we? But you know, I, I graduated with like maybe 300 some of my people. It was only like 10 black folks in, <laughs> in the crowd. So the likelihood that we were in classes together was kind of small. Had a few, um, you know, for that, but going to work and stuff like that. So then being exposed to racism and stuff like that, hearing the N word and having a teacher, you know, tell me I would never be a strong reader because colored kids don't read as well as white children, you know? So those are things that imprint in your memory to be like, okay, so am I different? Because I never heard the N word coming from anybody who looked like me. Mm -hmm. It was coming from others, which made me wonder, okay, well, what is this about? So, you know, that's, that's why I share, share my journey because I have talked to people in small little towns who, who felt the same way felt the isolation, felt the, you know, ding that it does on your self-esteem because think about dating, you know, I don't know how many times I had, okay, I want to date you, but my parents want to prove, but we could be in secret and, you know, all this kind of craziness. And I was like, I am not a secret type person. Yeah. I'm going to be, if you can't take me home to your parents, I don't know what I, I, we, we can't be together, you know, because of course my dad, he didn't care. He's just like, I just want you to be with someone who treats great. 
But, you know, we do know that there still is some old mindsets happening, you know, in, in the town. So that's why the kind of the overview of just there. Now, the beautiful thing, it's kind of light and love. Every It's a quick read. Most of the people have emailed me and told me they finished in about an hour, hour and a half, that they laughed, they cried, they laughed some more um, because they said that they can see my personality come through the come through the pages. So, you know, I have a scene where I, me and my sister stole my dad's car. And so people... <laughs> holler about that and they tell me that's the most talked about scene in the book of us still in his car but the funny thing about it is that it was not a lot to do in the small town like <laughs> you oh i know we, it's a small town yeah so we went what's called cruising maine which you just go to main street and you just drove from one end to the other looking exactly. at people's cars and chatting and so <laughs> I know. We got in trouble. <laughs> we got caught. Everybody know everybody. Everybody know. That is the other disadvantage. Everybody know everybody. But thank God it was before cell phones and everything because they would call my dad on the house phone. But we yeah. saw the girls did it up because my sister was my partner in crime. Like I always talked her into some stuff and we <laughs> always got in trouble. We just kind of sit there and be like, we're sorry. We won't do it again. <laughs> Okay, so what we're going to do, we're going to take a small commercial break okay. and we'll be back in a moment so we can talk a little bit more, of, not only about that book, but some other things that you're actually doing as well. We'll yeah. be back in a moment. CTR Enterprises is a consulting service business created for entrepreneurs and startup businesses to provide them with beneficial assistance and coaching for business development. We help you build your online presence. We provide multiple networking opportunities. Do you want to become an author? Do you want to speak on stages? Do you want to be in magazines? Do you want to build your influence? We provide PR, branding, and social media marketing help. We have resources to help business owners grow. We have a community of business leaders ready to network. We provide homeschooling consulting for busy parents and business owners. We teach you how to start a TV show or podcast. We teach you how to monetize what you do from the comfort of your home. We help entrepreneurs maintain their health naturally as they scale up their businesses. CTR Enterprises is the one-stop shop for the wants and needs of today's entrepreneur. Visit our website today at www.coachtinaramsey.com. We are here to service you. And just like that, we are back and I come along with a friend who it is the amazing Khadija <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we went on that commercial break, it was so exciting. You're telling about your journey with your sister and living <laughs> in a small town. We both could identify with everybody mm. knowing everybody. So truly you think yeah. you're doing something, but somebody <laughs> like I see Tina, yep. I see Khadija yep. <laughs> calling on the old fashioned phone saying they, they at the corner store. Yeah, yep. yep. <laughs> well, you think you're doing something, but you're really not because everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows. Yep. yep. Um, I love the fact that you tell your story and most importantly your perspective because that you are right. We don't 
hear about that perspective mm-hmm. that you growed up in a predominantly white area and the identity yes. uh, looking around for someone who looked like you because that's very very important we want to see mm-hmm. someone for anybody any race they want to see somebody that looked like them we want representation yes and so going through all of that uh, but having a light heart, joyful, uh, <laughs> taking you back down memory lane. And then you right. taking us on a journey of when you want to be a little mysterious you know, <laughs> and also have a little fun, but also right. ups yeah. and downs and also taking a topic of racism and making yeah. it so it's not so uh, hard and dogmatic. Right. Because many times we get it, it's, it's dark. It can be a very, very terrible place of describing but you do yeah. it in such a way that makes it easy for us to digest and yes. get what i'm saying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so so i appreciate the way that you do it yeah in regards to your book that even this is a good way for you to introduce the subject of racism to a child right they can they can um they can take it they can take mm-hmm. it in little by little yeah you're gonna see the negative but look we had we did this in the midst of this you know right so, right what made you decide to like include your sister and do all of this? Um, and is there any other writing projects that you're currently working on? Because that's what mm-hmm. I want to know, because I see series. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so, so what made me include my sister is we're like 17 months apart. So it's almost a twin. Um, and although we kind of had a little bit of a tumultuous beginning um, with family members because our uh, paternal uncle actually raised us like he was a bachelor chilling. You know, I kind of opened up a story of how. He said, enough of this. I'm going to move the girls from Maryland and then take them back to his hometown where he grew up. So my paternal family is are the ones that have the connection to Joplin. Uh, and my mother w- was D.C. And so he wanted, again, a safe environment, small town. I can keep an eye on him. It's not too much craziness kind of versus, you know, D.C. in the 80s was the, or the DMV in the 80s a little rough. And so. The beautiful thing, again, he just exposed us and told us, hey, you know, there isn't anything you guys could always do. Now with Yonika, that yo, uh, almost all the stuff we went through, we went through it together. So mm-hmm. it was nice to have a partner in crime and like a lot of things. And like I said, I probably pretty much was the ringleader <laughs> of a lot of things. Um, well, I definitely was ringer when we got in trouble some stuff, but she led some stuff too. <laughs> but she she's one of the closest people to me one that knows me inside now and always been my biggest cheerleader. So uh, we even went to Joplin in July and had a book signing and a meet and greet. So I said, I can't write about Joplin and not go. And it was beautiful. I had the, you know, I saw some friends from middle school, high school, you know, just when I moved back and it it was a warm reception. Like people asked questions and they wanted to know. And like you said, it was kind of, you know, talking about uncomfortable things, but not over the top. And then now they know someone connected to an experience and that just helped them, you know, open up their eyes, you know? So I have friends that are teachers. So I gave them copies of having a class. Another friend of mine also works with juveniles in detention center. So I gave her 10 and just said, please feel free. I don't even mind jumping on a zoom or anything like that. Um, Because again, as an educator, that is, you know, kind of my heart's desire to just educate, but kind of break it down again, as you said, where it's not too much. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of how things progressed and, um, cause again, like I said, I can't write about the hometown and not go. So it was nice being back. Uh, we were there about five days in and out and just had a great time. And then, then, uh, from here inside the writing tribe, uh, I was invited by Nelena, 
uh, to uh, co-write. Well, she offered she offered to write uh, a short anthology, but I was a little bit nervous. So another one of my sisters in the pen, she we offered her, can we co-write? She said, okay, so we co-wrote like a 10,000 word short story that uh, will be part of an anthology in, in like 10 days. It was kind of crazy. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So not only are you writing, you're now writing with another person. Now, the beautiful thing about our relationship uh, is she's strong with the details. I'm strong with the dialogue. So we were a perfect match and we write so fluid together. It's almost like I hear a voice and stuff like that. So that was beautiful. And then that led to an invitation to the series, which my next first romantic comedy, I'm sorry, ro romantic suspense <laughs> is going to come out on 2-22-22. So in uh, two weeks from today. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so what I particularly love about <laughs> your Joplin book is yes. like I said, it makes it's a good segue into the conversation of yes. racism in our country during the, during that particular time. And then you can correlate it with mm -hmm. what's going on today. Yeah. And it's like part of where it opens up the dialogue on a positive yeah. platform. Yes. Yep. Um, you know, no, no side is going to feel slighted. So it, right. can, so it can open up the conversation so that you can have helpful conversations that are going to um, produce solutions instead mm -hmm. of a whole lot of arguing. Yes. So I love that part. And then how that kind of <laughs> piggy back and started this, like, I call it your writing tour. Now you're, now you're going into romantic suspense. Yes. Okay. And so tell me, because romance, suspense, ooh, let's talk yes. about it. We have the queen of uh, Bahia. Yes, Bahia. the Queen of Bahia. Yes. Oh, yes. So and tell me about that. That's going to be the one that's come out in February of 22. Yes. Two weeks from today. Yes. So 2-22-22 on a Tuesday. <laughs> so I love that. I think I feel like I need to play the lotto. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, and I'm going to pop these up just in okay, case. Great. Yeah, um, so that is, uh, this is also some queens of the series. The beautiful thing about the queens and that, that began our queen um, is that they all are standalone stories. You don't have to read them in order. They're quick, powerful reads, full of suspense, full of action. You're wondering, well, what's going to happen next? And they're, they're just a strong character. So our main character is Afro-Brazilian. And, you know, yes, yes. So she uh, has a Brazilian mother who's Afro-Brazilian and then African-American father. And, you know, she's got to go back to Brazil to handle some things. And then our main character is Japanese-American. And so Yoshi Tanaka. So we just wrote this world, uh, you know, centering them to solve uh, the mystery of what's happening in the town. And so, again, Eric and I, we've been due diligent about maybe six, eight months or so on our project. And we are like just beyond excited to see it come to fruition. So we're definitely excited. We stand behind the project. It, it did open another door because who knew? Uh, that I would be writing romantic suspense, but I appreciate again our fierce leaders and the tribe, Nelena and, and the team was like, you could do this, you guys can do it. And we're like, I don't know. Nope, you're doing it. Write the book. <laughs> and, and then we wrote the book. <laughs> you know, another thing about all of these series, so we're gonna look at them again. Now, this by far, this is not all of them. This is just yes. giving you a little teaser. A little teaser. Okay? There are nine. Yes, nine. Yep. There are nine. Okay. <laughs> and so what I particularly like about what you guys are doing, you're taking melanated individuals, you're taking one that are minorities, and you're putting them in position of power 
in yeah. a, such a way and bringing women together, yes. all, you know. So it, it's like, whoa, when you said those those mix like Brazilian and African American, then you said, I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, you give yeah. me some screen time. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, so I love it, and then you're using them to solve the problems. Yes. of whatever's going on at that time. So, yeah, I mean, I just see screenplays, yep. little side movies, lifetime yes. movies. Yes. <laughs> because talking about it, I'm like, oh, I am ready. Like, yes, so yes, yes. And I'm actually enrolled in a 10-week intensive with a Hollywood writer, Tim Albaugh. And that was this, and I, I'm writing a Christmas movie. And the same thing, I have a African-American female lead. And I also have an Asian male lead because um, we, I've never seen that in a Christmas movie or even really any other movies. And so I, when I talked to him about the class, I really wanted to make sure like, okay, and when we go to try to sell this, are we going to have trouble with me having people of color as my two leads, you know? So he you know, assured me, no, you've got a great story. I think Hollywood is open to hearing different stories and perspectives because they're kind of running out of ideas. How many times are we going to rerun the same stories and then because they flop because nobody wants to see the new West Side story when <laughs> you can't really touch the old West Side story. But the stories like Encanto, which was amazing, they didn't think it would blow up the way it did, but it was beautiful. Like I watched that movie like six, seven times. Love that movie. Love, love, love it. Love the diversity of it, of the um, you know, the the group of the people that was there. You know, it wasn't one type of stereotype and the songs were amazing. So I love storytellings of just diverse uh, voices and perspective. And I tell people, I'm like, I want to see movies with just like black people, black people. Like it doesn't always have to be trauma. And we didn't have tired of slave movies and all these other things, but we, can we just be normal <laughs> and relatable? Like, you know, we're going to brunch. <laughs> we do that a lot. We do that every day. Every day. <laughs> we do eat. We do eat. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. So I love the fact that you are taking all of this beautiful melanated characters <laughs> and putting them in the front instead of yep. the sidelines as a silent character, someone that's just standing in yep. the audience and making them or the stereotype. Yep. Yeah, the stereotype. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so happy. Yeah. that you're doing this and along with the other ladies as well you take oh, yeah. this writing to another level um yeah. the fact of the matter that you're in romance suspense is just <laughs> that's different it is. <laughs> and then to know that you're taking all of these characters and you are being intentional mm -hmm. on making sure that we have representation but not only for yourself being of African-American descent, but making sure that Asian-Americans are represented, making sure mm -hmm. that uh, all of us Brazilian, making yeah. sure that we are all represented, but represented not in the atypical stereotypes. Right. Yep. Hey, you yeah. know, because all of us are represented in media yep. as a certain type. Yes. And so the fact that you're in and, and the type yeah. that is not <laughs> represented in your book because nope. these are problem solvers. Right, right. These are action takers. These are ones that's bringing the solution. So I love yep. what you're doing. I love <laughs> Thank what you. Doing. So I am loving everything about it because I mm. tell people all the time, I say, listen, 
some of those stereotypes do exist, but let's keep it real. Right. That is not the whole narrative and perspective of what mm -hmm. really happened in our community. That's right. just a, right. a small percentage, yes. Small yep. percentage. Like for the mm -hmm. most part, we don't even see most of that other than when we turn on the television. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. And, so, but it's sensationalism and it sells. And since we don't control distribution and things like that, you know, and I talked to me, my husband and I, we have these great conversations because he's Nigerian and we talk about the cross references between the disconnect between Africans and black Americans and stuff. And I said, we just all need to sit down and know that we're more similar than we are apart, you know, and I and so we have great conversations about that, about, you know, again, in the media, I said, what we saw of Africa, like, okay, the baby was starving, flying eye and, you know, everything's poor. And then what they see is like, they come to America, you know, the gangbangers and everyone's trying to shoot you and rob you, but then not having a opportunity to, to see those stories or know people, it just limits your mindset a little bit. Yes, so, yeah. And so I don't know how many times people have told me like, you're just not angry. And I'm like, why would I be angry? <laughs> you know, and, and you know, and so I kind of make them. T okay, because that was a microaggression that we just did. So why would you think I was angry? You know, and then, of course, depending on the person, if they, okay, well, I meant no offense. No, but let's kind of unpack it if you're open, because you made an assumption that all black women are angry, you know, and like I said, I don't know anyone who fits any of these stereotypes on any of the TVs, their characters, and they, they're meant to be over the top. Now, I'm sure as black women, we could become a cookie if we needed to, or Shanae or whoever, but the normal average, we're like, just chilling. Like, I, I don't know those. Yeah. Yes, and see, and that's what our show is all about is um, having individuals like yourself come on the show, show and share your story in your own words. Yes. Um, this is our way of doing our part with controlling the media. That's why we have our yes. own TV show. That's why we have our own podcast network so that we can control the media and our stories, whomever it is, can be shared authentically and true to them and not altered to fit anybody's narrative. And so yes. uh, that, and when you say all that, it just resonates with me because I say, okay, we, we, I'm like, okay, I need to create. Cause I was like, I'm complaining. I'm like, let's just make a solution. Yeah. I, I, I may not be Oprah yet, but, yeah. let me create, but let me create and get a team and we're going to have our own small little piece of the power. We're going to control yes. the media. And so I am so happy to hear that you are, in another facet of media, which is books. Yes. That's a different, that's a dip because it's media it is. Is a big umbrella of a business. It is. Yep. And yep. so you're in books changing the narrative. We over here dealing with streaming TV and podcasting and radio yes. the narrative. So everybody come in and do a little part. Yep. Then we can kind of wash down most of those narratives and say, right. hey, it's just television. That's just something to make you laugh. It's to mm -hmm. sexualize, to draw your attention out. But this is the truth. <laughs> it's the truth. Yes, yes, I agree. I yes. agree. And I, I actually studied media. That was what I got my degree in. And I thought I wanted to be a TV reporter. <laughs> but I interned and was like, nope, I'm not about this life. I did go into radio. So did that for two years. Um, and then left Joplin and moved out to the East Coast. So uh, where I became a teacher, <laughs> but I taught, I taught media to the students. And so that's why I tell them, okay, let's see how the media kind of lies, how it divides, because if you guys don't know, you won't be able to recognize that. So the students were always open and engaged. And then I taught them how to shoot and edit their own digital story. So I always emphasize, tell your own story your way. 
with exactly. YouTube and all these other things that makes things online, we could go anywhere, you know, at, at any time and anything and go and find out and be like, wow, you know, that's why, like, I tell people, okay, Google is free. You know, it's not fully my responsibility to educate the masses when you can simply kind of maybe type in whatever it is you want to learn. But some people need to want to learn but and not feel like pressured or put on the spot for, you know, us to educate, you know, them as well. All right. So what we're going to do on that note, we're going to take a small commercial break and we'll be back in a moment. Hi, my name is Tom Anderson and I'm the owner of the Potter's Computer System. What we do is we build computers, repair computers, and upgrade computers. Where? In Lugolf, Camden, Elgin, and in Richland County. Now, since we're going through the COVID epidemic right now, our goal is to pick up your computers, repair them, upgrade them, and return them back to you. Sometimes you don't like us coming into your house, so we can meet you at a separate location and get your computer from you and get it done for you. My telephone number is 803-667-5348, and we've been serving the community out here in Lugol, Camden, and Elgin for about seven years, and Richland County for about another seven years. So, if you have any needs, please give us a call. Once again, my name is Tom Anderson, Potter's Computer Systems. My website is www.potters.com. Computer, C-O-M-P-U-T-E-R-S dot com. And remember, most of all, you'll have a positive day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Just like that, we are back. And you know I'm coming back with the amazing Khadijah Powell who's telling us all about romance, suspense, and why she do what she do. Multiple series of books and so much more. But we want to give a quick shout out to Polis Computer Systems with the CEO, Thomas Anderson, for supporting the Tina Ramsey Show and podcast because without your sponsorship, we couldn't keep the show going. We And he's right here in the Midlands in Columbia, South Carolina. We also want to give another shout out to Multifarious Studios. Yes, we unleash the power of our lens to capture and tell your story. They are right here in the Midlands as well. So if you need a photographer, videographer, intros, outros to TV shows, a podcast, commercials, editing, and so much more, or maybe you need someone to come to your event, well, then make sure to give multifarriestudios.com a call today and they can make your story alive through video and photography. Thank you so much for being our sponsor. All right. So let's bring Kadusha back to the stage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are back. So for those of you who are just tuning in, because I see you, I see all of you. Yay. Hi. <laughs> so hello, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm getting the emails and all that. So I see. <laughs> all right. So thank you so much for supporting the show. This is the amazing Khadija Powell. She mm-hmm. is an author. She uh, is an educator. She has multiple books that she has contributed with, with writing. She mm-hmm. does screenplays. I mean, this woman <laughs> is just a powerhouse. And she is working very, very diligently mm-hmm. and hard on changing the narrative and media yes. on our perspective from the melanated or minority, I should say, perspective by making sure that we are not sensationalized by the traditional things that we see in the media today. What is the true story? 
of our culture or your culture. Well, if you want to know, grab <laughs> one of her books. <laughs> grab yeah. Like growing up with Joplin, with Khadijah Powell, uh, you can go check her book out at www.khadijahpowell.com. Also check out all of these amazing books that's available right now. And the covers just by themselves just draw you in. Yes. 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 And the wonderful thing about the covers, um, they were all designed by a phenomenal young man, um, Mr. Jeremy Woodson. And it was, we even had our meeting and I was just like, I don't know. I have like a little butterfly. I don't, I don't know. I was small town. I left the town and I grew. And so when he showed me the cover, the funniest thing was uh, I was with my dad and grandma and we were in the casino. And so like, I saw the picture started like screaming, you know, you would have thought I won a million dollars. Everyone's looking at me like, what is wrong with you? Okay. She didn't win any money. And I was just like, wow, wow. And I honestly, I really didn't even have any notes. I was just blown away at just that little bit that I gave him to what he created. So yes, shout out to JL Woodson, uh, Woodson Creative Studios. He's done all of our uh, tribe covers and he's so talented, so talented. And people do judge a book by its cover, they do. And so every time I get a lot of compliments of the cover and you know, I'm just so happy to work with him and we'll definitely work with him future wise. He designed the Queens, the Kings, all of our kind of series that's happening um, inside of Nelena Kai's tribe. Yep. This one. Um, and he has just a great eye. Uh, and then what I love about him too, he read our books to get a perspective of who we were to create mm -hmm. our, uh, our covers. How mm -hmm. many book, you know, designers really take the time to want to get to know their subject and their people. Not a lot, not a lot. So I appreciate his talents. Uh, and again, JL Woodson studio shout out. <laughs> we can, we can find him. So let me know if you need, if you need him. <laughs> All right. Love shout outs. And you know, his work speak for oh, yes. because the, the, uh, cover is so captivating. The cover yeah. actually drew me in. That's yeah. why it made me feel like it was a movie. Oh. Like it, it was telling the story. Like, Ooh, yeah. This is good. This is going to be good. You know, so I just love um, the way that he was able to pull your words and um, the other ladies' words together yeah. to be able to create such a powerful cover, which you're right. We either you're going to pick up the book because you like what you see mm -hmm. or you don't, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I will buy this based on the cover oh, without even reading you. the back. Yeah. You know, most of the time I got to read the bed that way. Right, right. <laughs> but with that, I was like, "Ooh, I don't care. I just want to see. Wait, I need to read this right now." Okay. Yeah, yeah, yep. So excellent, excellent, excellent job that he did on that. So, oh, what yeah. we're gonna do right now? Because you know, I am visual. <laughs> so let me show you guys because I make sure that all of you know because we have people that's watching us for LinkedIn and we want to give a shout out. So for those of you. I want to give them some love over there on LinkedIn. And I want y'all to see that we are actually live right now in real time on LinkedIn. So make sure awesome. that if you're not following us right now on LinkedIn, make sure to do it. Yes, we have everything, the closed caption. We don't know if it's on cue. <laughs> but uh, we are actually live on LinkedIn and so make sure to check us out over there. We're live on YouTube. We're live on Facebook as well. We want you guys to know because we have our LinkedIn, our business people that love to tune on in to the Tina Ramsey Show and Podcast. Mm -hmm. We are also 
right now. Mm-hmm. We are live <laughs> on where we are live on Twitter. So let's go oh, ahead yes. and give Twitter people some love as Yay. well. Hey, Twitter. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to say hello and we're going to show you on the screen so we can yes. see what's going on. All right. So we are live, real time, right now, moving heads and everything. We live, people. We live. <laughs> so if you want to watch over there in Twitter world, that's okay. You can watch us over there too. I don't care how you take in the show as long as you take it in from our amazing guests because yeah. they are really doing some amazing things. So I'm going to show them your book, one of your books on Amazon right now. Okay. Um, no, the first stop. I need oh. you guys to understand and see her website okay (laughs) here we go all right so you can get to know khadijah a whole lot more you can learn about her memoirs you can learn about coaching and i also love the fact that you mentioned about how you got a uh, a book coach you know so if you need like someone to keep you accountable Book mm-hmm. coaching is very, very good. She is the number mm-hmm. one best-selling author and 2021 award-winning African uh, Book Fest finalist. You can mm-hmm. purchase her book from Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes and Nobles, all of these. You want to get an autographed copy? Look at all of this amazing. <laughs> Come on! Now. Oh, I didn't know I was on here. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't know. I'm just showcasing her. All right. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes, like please feel free to join my mailing list uh, at my website. <laughs> That's what I was just getting ready to tell you. Thank you. So you can be <laughs> on the lookout for what's going on because it's going to be more and more things going on. You already heard her talk about that, that <laughs> Christmas uh, movie. That's going to, well, I say movie, but you know, maybe I'm speaking into existence. <laughs> well, we can speak into existence. I'm like Hallmark <laughs> Lifetime. Somebody going to make my little movie. Come on, Lifetime. <laughs> I'm on Lifetime. Come on, own. Come on, Come on, Come on, All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay yep. so let's go ahead and show them let them see you on amazon as well because yes. i want to be able to take all of this in right now so that they can yes. see it because like i said you can go and look here that is book one of the queens of the castle which is we're book nine of the series and where it all began again with miss Nelena kai there's the rest of the covers uh, by the tribe. Now, we I do want to give a shout out. We do have three men representing and hanging in. So even Shakir, uh, his came out last Tuesday. Rashawn, mm-hmm. phenomenal author. Uh, and he's hanging with the women. He does what he does. He's very talented. And um, so, yes, he's been in uh, a, a few of the series. So, yeah, very talented. Well, and yeah. it began right here with the queen. But again, this is the third of a series. We had a king of a castle, mm-hmm. uh, uh, knights, and then now we have our queens. And then they are working at ladies, which I believe will come out uh, later on in the year. And there's beautiful Karen D. Bradley, who was my book coach and a phenomenal person. Um, cherish her friendship and value her input. And I don't think I would be here without her. <laughs> well, you guys, make sure that's her book coach. So you're looking for a book coach. Yes. She is. All right. And so now you can see all the different books are part of the yeah. Queen series. Mm-hmm. And you can go pick them. And as she said before, with the books, uh, you don't have to, you can read them out of order. It really doesn't yes. matter. Yep. So whichever resonates with you, I know sometimes we're drawn to a certain color. So whatever color speaks to you. <laughs> whatever yeah. uh, but you can start with one 
or you can you can mix them up. But the yeah. point of the matter is, go pick you up a copy today. It was only two dollars and ninety nine cents. Yeah, so buy the whole series. There, like you said, you don't have to read an order. Quick, powerful reads. Love the built up of the uh, suspense in each of the stories. And again, uh, the women are powerhouses in their own right, and you know, doing what they do and taking the lead, and then having um, you know their counterpart appreciate them for that where they're not competing for them or not trying to down them because she's a doctor or a lawyer or businesswoman or, you know, whatever position she's in. And, you know, they're just great stories. Uh, and again, they're bingeable. I know the minute they become available for me, I'm like, Ugh. and you know, I, cause I read them, I reread them again. Um, and I'm a fan <laughs> of the series as well. And if I've never, you know, became part of it, I still would have been a fan of this series. Um, um, as well as the, the work of the, uh, the people in the tribe is what um, we're lovingly called by Miss Nelena Kai. <laughs> Her wow. tribe called success. Yep, that's what she calls I us. Love it. I <laughs> yes. love it. Oh, you guys. I know you're like, okay, her the book's on sale for $2.99. You can yes. also get Growing Up in Joplin as well. And yes. she came with bearing a gift. I mean, yes. she had a giveaway. <laughs> so before we go into that giveaway, we have a clip video that's going to explain what the giveaway is. Yes. Hey everyone, I'm, I'm Alicia Powell, Powell, and my debut memoir, Growing Up Joplin, is out. <laughs> Purchase the book at any of these places and take a screenshot and put it in the comments below. On Sunday at noon Eastern time, I will draw out three names and they will receive an autographed copy of my book. Again, Growing Up Joplin is out right now. Get your copy today. I hope you just heard what she said. Uh, <laughs> yes, I love a giveaway. And like I said, I've got three copies to give away. And you know, three? yeah, three because we I've got to check LinkedIn, I've got to check everywhere I can find the names. And what I'll do is put the names in what's called a wheel of names and spin it. And I'll go live with the winners and then contact them so that I can get their their um addresses. So hopefully they would uh you know appreciate it and give some feedback. But yeah, I that is so three copies, uh -huh. <laughs> hold it up so they can see it real good. Yes, yeah, real good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let me tell you, Khadija, this has been an absolute joy. Thank uh, you. Really, just, just talking about the book, discussing it has just got me so excited. Standing it, like sitting on the edge of my seat. I can't hold <laughs> it. Like I'm a little child squirming in my seat. Like, ooh, 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 that, ooh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I know just talking about it, discussing it is, is just very exciting and let me tell it you is. these last two years you need some excitement yes you need something that's positive that you can read you yes. know and so this i feel like this would be one of those great summaries those um over the spring holiday read yeah. anytime reads that you can actually read to kind of like escape Escape. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had people say, I haven't read a book in 30 years, but I read yours and wow. You know, and I was like, you haven't read a book in 30 years. <laughs> How are you surviving? <laughs> but I mean, with the emergent TV phones, everything, I can kind of see how easy it would be. But to me, I'd rather 
over watching TV or anything. I'd rather curl up with a good book. And I love a physical copy. Now I'll do Kindle when I have to, but I want it. I want, I need to touch it. I need to read it. I need to smell the book. Um, and I've always been that way, always been that way since I, you know, an average reader, reader, two to three books a, a week of different types. And I think, again, the more you read, the more you kind of open your mind to different worlds and places. And that's where I think that create the creativity and the storyteller in me kind of began to emerge. <laughs> yeah, I know it has because it opens <laughs> up the first windows of your imagination. Does, and if you yeah. don't have an imagination by reading books, it helps you create okay. imagination because you start becoming attached to these characters. And of course, all of us like certain characters more than the others, but right. you want to see what's going to happen. And you start really, I know with me, I can read a story and I can actually start visualizing the characters yeah, because same. it's so vivid. And I'm yeah. like, ooh, I can see yes. that person walking through the door and the wind blowing through their hair. And you right. like, I can see that. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> and don't let it talk about somebody cooking something in the kitchen. I, I'm like, ooh, I think I can smell that apple pie. You right, know, because right. I'm so immersed in the book. Uh, and that's just great storytelling. It's great storytelling. Great storytelling make you feel like you're there. And yes. speaking with you, I know that it's, you're going to take us on this journey oh, where yeah. we're going to escape from the place that we're currently <laughs> going into whatever world or whatever right, right. <laughs> that you want to take us on because <laughs> you're, the way that you speak, the way that you describe it, I'm like, ooh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Nighttime Hallmark. Yes. We need some movies. These some movies. And, and, and these kings and queens need some yes. movies. Yes. They need some movies. Keep the characters like they are because all of us want to see ourselves on screen. Okay. Yeah. We do. We do. Yeah. As you said, representation matters. It's nice yeah. to kind of be like, wow. Keep it. That'd be your number one box seller. <laughs> Everybody come go see that. Okay. <laughs> all right. I just gave you. So you're welcome. You thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> hey, I receive it. You just got your little box house. You got nine books, nine <laughs> movies, nine TV series. However you right. want to do it. However we want to do it. We can do it. <laughs> so I absolutely love what you do. And I love that you're you're bringing storytelling back to the forefront. Because yeah. um, we're losing a lot of that. Technology yeah. is great. However, um, it has its downside it in does. regards to us losing the human connection. Yes. Uh, we're losing communication, soft skills. Yeah, we are. And we're losing the story of the way that we communicate, the words mm -hmm. that kind of make you feel uh, and take you places. You know, we, we're yes. losing that in the midst of the technology age, the digital age. So we need mm -hmm. to grab that back. We can we grab it back, but we just have mm -hmm. to take some time because we're so used to getting our information. Yep. So quickly and back so quick, yeah. And so we need to slow things down a little bit. Yep. Yeah. And if anything, the being in the midst of this pandemic forced us to slow things down, <laughs> which is why. But if you think about any like periods of time where like create the arts is what got people through, like some of the greatest sculptures and paintings and stuff happened during some terrible times in in society worldwide. And so that's why I think a lot of art came out of the pandemic where people were forced to slow down. And so that they were working from home, they did what they need to do, but they didn't have the craziness of the two hour commute or then. So we're not exhausted. And so then it did allow, you know, to say, OK, you know, maybe I'll get back into my painting or my writing or my drawing or whatever it is they wa wanted to do. Um, and I believe that that 
was just a great way of again, just forcing us to kind of slow down that this pace we've been going is like this is a little bit crazy, a little bit insane. But yeah, the arts is what to put us through. How much, how many TV shows do we watch? How many movies we, we watch, we connected through the arts. You know, and I think, again, I feel I wish that schools would have a better appreciation for the arts. You know, yeah, the cores are OK, but the art needs to be a core. You know, let the kids paint, draw, let them be creative. It can't just be, you know, content, content, content. Um, let them dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Mm hmm. All right, are you there? Can you hear me? Oh. <laughs> All right, you may have had some technical difficulties. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm still here, but if I am, I appreciate everyone stopping in whatever platform you're on. Um, and I appreciate this opportunity to be here. And so again, Kadisha Powell is my name. It's K-A-D-E-S-H-A-P-O-W-E-L-L.com is where uh, I can be found. And so Facebook, most of the social media, uh, please feel free. You can reach me via email or please sign up for my mailing list. Those are great opportunities. But again, I can't describe, you know, the appreciation of just being able to um, share the stage with such a wonderful, phenomenal host who's doing great things, um, you know, for it. Uh, and I guess the great thing about me being an educator and technology <laughs> failing, I've learned to master uh, the, you know, the silence uh, from it. But again, if you're thinking about writing a book and you, you know, especially maybe your memoir, I really believe all of us have a story to tell and only you can tell your story your way. And we need it. The world needs it. You might think, oh, I don't have anything to say. You do. You do. You have to believe that you do have something to say. Um, and so... You know, take some time to follow your dreams, follow your passion. You don't need the approval of other people. I actually kind of kept my book under wraps. You know, people closest to me knew what I was doing. And, you know, then I just burst on the scene with a book <laughs> because it just takes one person to just kind of kill a dream. And unfortunately, you know, there's dream killers all around us. Um, you know, and I've seen it with different members of my tribe, uh, people at their jobs had got upset, people in the town had got upset. And luckily, and prayerfully, I haven't had any pushback of, you know, anybody being upset with me. But, you know, I'd say, hey, it's my story. Like, I lived it. <laughs> and I wrote it. Write your own book. <laughs> so, you know, again, I don't know if we've got tech. We have about five minutes left. And she did, you know, say that. So, again, if you need me, my website, Kadisha, K-A-D-E-S-H-A dot -E com, And then my giveaway, I'm going to give away three copies, autograph copies on Sunday. I'll check all the social medias and make sure I have the right names and then do a wheel of names to pick the winners. Uh, and I'll go live with that. So then I'll reach out to those who have had it um, for it. So, you know, really appreciate being here. <laughs> And it looks like the time's going. So um, Miss Elena Kai has kind of prepared us for this moment. And if I'm still on, I will then, you know, open up and just read to you maybe my first chapter. Just kind of whet your appetite to kind of see the vibe that, that you're getting into. All right. Chapter one, Growing Up Joplin by Kadisha Powell. 
Instability and insecurity during my own early years were instrumental in how I related to the world around me. My sister Yonika and I were products of the unofficial black foster care system. We lived with several relatives before we found a stable home. Early memories were vague and sparse. One good thing the adults did was they kept us together. Drugs hit the streets of Washington, D.C. in the late 70s and 80s, causing the black home to shatter because of addiction and personal demons. We were bounced between our mother to paternal grandmother, back to our mother, back to our paternal aunts, and finally our paternal uncle. When I was in the fourth grade, our uncle Charles, whom we call Papa, became our primary caregiver. Papa is a handsome golden brand man with hazel green eyes. He's very social and outgoing, and he doesn't know a stranger. He was a bachelor with a successful job at the National Institute of Health in Rockville, Maryland. He lived in a beautiful townhouse in Gaithersburg, a suburb right outside of Washington, D.C. His home was spacious with three bedrooms and three bathrooms. And for the first time in our lives, my sister and I were giving our own bed and bathroom. During the first few nights, I would go get in bed with Yonika. We were so used to sleeping together, it didn't feel right to be alone. This happened every night for the first two weeks until Papa firmly told us to stay put in our own rooms. It scared us to be disobedient because we didn't want him to send us away. One evening after Papa went to bed, we pulled the pillows and blankets off the bed and slept on the floor with our hands reaching out for one another. The following day, the scene tore his heart. Do you want to share a room? He asked us. Yes, sir, we exclaimed. Okay, how does bunk bed sound? Yay, we yelled, jumping up and down. After breakfast, we went out and purchased bunk beds. It would still take a while before I felt comfortable enough to sleeping on the top bunk. A few months passed before we felt secure in his care. One day I asked him, how long are you going to keep us? Forever, he replied. That was enough for us to trust his word. When I was 11, I had vowed that when I grew up, I would work hard and never really have to depend on anyone. We'd moved around so much, started and stopped too many schools to name that we didn't even know what that this wasn't normal. In 1985, Paul Paul decided we were moving from Maryland to Joplin, a smaller town in southwest Missouri and his hometown. All right. So during the technical difficulties, I just read a little meat from chapter Thank one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, being a teacher in the pandemic, I always got some words to say. <laughs> Listen, I about we need to go back to paper and book. Go back to paper and, and book. Like, no, ma'am. <laughs> we will show you. Yes. No, yes. So I knew that you could handle it. I said, I'm, I was trying to communicate with you, but everything just, <laughs> it went frozen. And oh, yeah. We had to reboot the entire system. Okay. So. That's what happens, people, sometimes with live TV. It's really live. It's really live. Yeah, so I saw the timer and didn't know. So I said, okay, hey. We're still uh, in. I got okay, we're still in. <laughs> so I just said, hey, guys, I'm going to read chapter one. And so I began reading. And I was actually watching you for myself. I'm okay. Like, I can actually pull up, but I okay. couldn't like, come on the screen with the cell phone. I have to oh, okay. you know, on a certain <laughs> system to come in. Yeah. But, um, Listen, y'all got a little teaser. You also <laughs> got some bloopers. You got some side stuff. You got every little thing up in you this. Got every little thing. <laughs> All right. So thank you for I could the educator that's in you. I saw all that come out, and I was like, "Ooh, she can handle it." I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> thank yeah. you that it went off on you." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're gonna do right now? Um, I appreciate how you read some of your story and how you mm. kept it going. And I just appreciate everything that you have been doing in regards to literacy and bringing back the love to the 
arts and literacy yes. and, and reading and holding a book and reading it. That is so powerful because it could take you places. It could take oh, you out of your current situation. Yes. So I love it. And I love that you're bringing it back. Now, <laughs> this year in particular is a year about for the Tina Ram Show and podcast because we understand what everyone is going through mm -hmm. in the last two years. Everybody's uh, perspective and, and situation is different. However, we're all going through something, a yes. new situation where everybody's going through something at that same time. We want to give hope. We do. So within this year, our entire season six is focused on a message of hope. So we ask every guest that mm -hmm. come on the show at the end to share their own message of hope, whatever that is. There's no right or wrong. Yeah. It is just your perspective, things, something that helped you or what you would like to share just to help that person that may be giving up. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to pull my <laughs> screen and give it to you, and then you can share your message of hope. Okay. Thank you. So my message of hope for you, the listener, the, the who is watching, is dream big. And it's okay. It's okay that the dream is scary. The scarier it is, that means you're on the right track. But know that, you know, not everyone's going to be supportive and that's okay. And that you matter and we value you. Um, you're going to find some bumps in the road, but pick yourself up. Find some people who are supportive of you, who appreciate you. And if you need people, I'm, I can be your people. I'm here. <laughs> um, but just, again, please pursue your dreams because you've got a dream and vision that only you can handle, that you could kick out to the world. And we need that. So, um, you know, don't compare yourself to any other. You are unique. You are beautiful. You are wonderful. You are amazing. And again, let this year be a start of something phenomenal. Um, and just remember, words have power. What you say to yourself become your reality. So kind of pause what you're saying about yourself and start to tell yourself, hey, we can do it. We got this. We love each other. We love me. <laughs> you should love yourself before anyone can truly love you. So I appreciate everyone here. I value uh, the opportunity to be here with Coach Tina Ramsey. And again, everyone, just please have a great rest of the year and dream big, dream big, dream big, dream big. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. And everything I agree with you on, all the sentiments <laughs> that you said along with, it sounds like another book of affirmations, perhaps, <laughs> <laughs> that you was mentioning. I was yeah. like, okay, that's something I like to say. Put on my mirror just to remind myself in the morning. Okay, your uh, your words have power. Yes, <laughs> yes. Okay, you had mentioned the power. Down. <laughs> having the support, having the value. We appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, we need you. Yes. You're unique. All of these mm -hmm. things that you just said uh, really resonated with me, and I'm sure with our listening yeah. audience as well as our viewing audience as well, because we just need to know that it's going we need to, to know. Be okay. Yeah. We need to know. Yep. You just need to know. And we're here to tell you that it's going to be okay. 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 <laughs> just don't give up and don't stop dreaming just because right now things may not look yes. ideal for you. Yes. Yep. Do you need I agree. have the opportunity mm -hmm. to change it? Yes. True. True. It, it lives inside of you where you can change your situation. Yes. Yep. Believe it then you have to have action. So yes. Khadijah, <laughs> if there are any other things that you're going to be doing that you want um, us to know about, whether you want them to follow you, support you. I know I showed them a whole lot of different things, but what is it that Khadijah wants? <laughs> uh, 
I would love for everyone to please visit my website, kadeshapowell.com, K-A-D-E-S-H-A-P-O-W-E-L-L.com. Subscribe to my mailing list so you can keep track of all the things that's coming up. And then just look for my name. You're going to see it on the screenplay. You're going to see it in stores. It's going to continue to come up because I'm blessed to be an opportunity where I can just simply create everything that's in here. <laughs> it's a lot in here that needs to be on that paper. <laughs> um, and to be able to follow my writing dream this year. And so I know big things are going to happen for me. So I appreciate every opportunity given to me. It is a blessing to be here, to meet you, Dr. Tina. Like you've been amazing. And hopefully, prayerfully, it won't be the first or last time I'm a guest. <laughs> and then we'll be seeing your memoir uh, out here uh, on the shelves as well, ma'am. <laughs> Yes. Get, get their hands on this growing up in Joplin, okay? Yes. Growing up in Joplin. Yes. 
And a Amazon has the hard copy on sale right now for four dollars, and it's two ninety nine on the ebook. But the the hard, if you need it, it's on sale for half price. So it's four bucks right now on Amazon.com, and then two ninety nine for the ebook. And it could also be where other stores are, uh, other books are sold as well. So it's not just at Amazon. So yep, if you what need up? a physical copy, grab it on sale. And I don't know when they're going to take it down, but right now it's four dollars. <laughs> I have to go grab my coffee before they go, before they go up. I got to go grab yeah. my um, and I'm going to pass it down to my daughter, then to my son. <laughs> yeah, so because we're going to have a, a conversation. It's nice. I, I like the way from what I already read. It's a it's a light heart way to go into the topic of race without everyone being, you yep. know, yep. in an uprise. We, yep. we need Very to have these helpful conversations, healthy conversations around this so we can get to a solution. But as always, I want you all to stay motivated. Yes. I want you to know that you are loved, okay? And we want you to stay positive and know that the Tina Ramsey Show and podcast, we got you back. So until next time, we want you just to keep smiling, okay? So bye. <laughs> thank you, Khadija, for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for watching. Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe on YouTube. And if you would like to join our podcast network, which is for everyday people doing extraordinary things, go to ctrmedianetwork.com to join our network today. And also listen to all the amazing podcasters that we currently have on our network. See you there. To be a featured guest on our show, go to thetinaramseyshow.com. Come share, shine, and grow on the Tina Ramsey Show and Podcast.